This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest preview podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and apologies for last week. Um, we were missing, you may have noticed, along with FYP and HLTCO podcasts. I hear too. Uh, Rumour has it we were having a scrap round a back alley somewhere together, fighting out who who does the best podcast. Um, I'll neither confirm nor deny. Um, I think uh, JD from FYP might have had a proper excuse because he had a kid and all that. Um, Albert was on holiday again. Albert, no, Albert, Albert FaceTimed in. He FaceTimed in for the scrap to shout, "Come on then, come on in." JD from FIP had a baby. I had a poorly baby who was being sick everywhere. So, mm. you know, doesn't sound like a fucking holiday, does it? Didn't <laughs> smell like a holiday, did it? <laughs> well, it depends what sort of holiday you're on about. To be fair, it did smell like summer holidays I have been on. So <laughs> I, I, I might retract that last statement. Yeah. Zanti 2001. <laughs> yeah, well, Athens. 2022 <laughs> <laughs> was that before or after you were trying to have the talk sport call in the mountains uh can't remember sure. that's how, that was, that's how blurry it was <laughs> um and hesk if you were stuck working very long and late hours so are you over it now i i hope so i'm off for the next four days so if we're not who cares <laughs> who cares um it's not the biggest comeback of this week, though, because Julian Sproni's come back to Crystal Palace, which I feel like we're a week late with that news now, actually. But hey, we're going to talk about it anyway, because we love him. Uh, surprised to see him come back, Heskiff, or did you just think it was a matter of time? Yeah, matter of time, matter of time. I think we all kind of expected him to be a coach straight after he retired anyway, and then he kind of disappeared for a little bit. Um but yeah, it was only a matter of time. He had to come back, really, didn't he? Mm. And this is um, terrible for audio format, but if you've ever seen me around, you might see me with this big Maltese bloke called um, Sergio. <laughs> he was at the training ground the other day with Speroni. Look at that. They're like twin brothers. <laughs> they are. I mean, if I've been telling Sergio, if you just trim down, mate, you could just walk in the training ground and no one will stop you. Just stick on a Palace tracksuit and you're in, mate. Does <laughs> Peroni still have the restaurant? No. Well, in the, in the in the stadium, yes. Right. But not his his other restaurant. The the one that he had massive beef with miserable Dave over. Ironically, about beef. massive beef. What did that come with? Chips. <laughs> yeah, the problem was it was too well done, and and mm. Dave thinks that that for an Argentinian steakhouse is unacceptable. So did he send it did he send it back or moan about it at the time? He, mo- he moaned about it to the waiter. 
Um, I can't confirm or deny whether he then rang in an anonymous tip about cockroaches in the in the sauce, but the restaurant is no longer. He didn't. No, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. It's funny because that was the same fate that befell the Tasty Jerk a few years ago. I don't know if it's miserable, Dave. Should I? Yeah, I'd love to ask him uh, when the Health last time he Health and safety provocateur. You know what? Talk much yourselves. He's just texting me anyway. I'm going to ask him. Well, I actually bumped into him the other day. Uh, last Thursday, I went I went to a gig, went to see Art Brute um, in heaven in London. And um, up London, I found so old. Yeah, well, it was an anniversary tour of... Um, bang bang rock and roll um but anyway on the way back through Nord junction i couldn't resist the morley's after a few beers and um, in walks miserable dave while i'm eating my philip burger <laughs> and um he proceeded to moan for about 15 minutes about the price of morley's great there was, there, was, there, was no, there was no massive beef <laughs> there was, yeah I guarantee he mentioned why haven't we bought a central midfielder to you within about 30 seconds. Absolutely. Um, and he said, I know I have a reputation for being miserable, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to say we're going down just yet, but I am worried. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. <laughs> he's, he's just texted me just to out, out of the blue. Well, yesterday he texted me out of the blue talking about what a rip off the palace box office is. And today, about 20 minutes ago, he texted me, hopefully the Argentinian wonder kid Brighton have just signed for 10 million will be shit. Oh, so, uh, wasn't he the one who dived on the floor against us and Will Hughes just laughed at him? Or is it uh, someone else? I have no idea. <laughs> um, right, look, unfortunately, for some reason in our interface, I've lost my jingles this week, which is terrible news, not just for beer check, but also for when we get to our quiz. Um, we'll have to see if we can remember how that sound sounds when we get to it. But that first, let me get into this and drink this beer. It's the last one, boys. It is the last one from oh, the no. birthday box. So is, is this a big one? This is just going to be like plain lager with like a Tesco own brand label. Massive beef. <laughs> massive beef. Massive beef. Massive beef. Well, it's got a big, tiny rebel teddy bear on it. But it's just called Imperial Maple Bourbon Pecan Pie Pastry Stout. It's sorry, it's just it's, you, you <laughs> can't say it's just called and then reel off a sentence. I mean, say that ten times fast. Nine um, percent. So. That's reason. That's reasonable for you. So we can yeah. stop talking about your fucking birthday now, can we? Yeah, it was in August. <laughs> oh dear, look at that. Looks like a. Just pulled out a Coke Zero or something. It does. Mm. It smells like um, maple. Does it smell of pastry and pecan? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's extremely oh sweet. It's very, very sweet. If I left this out in a pub or something, it would have about 2,000 beer flies in it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best it's... thing that could happen to that beer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if I mean... it's the ingredient that's fucking missing from it, it's some flies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not. It's again. It's not for me. I, you know, stouts are not for me. So, I'll I'll leave, I'll leave it at that on that one. Uh, thank you, uh, friend of the pod, Nick, for the birthday box. 
it's it lasted a while. It's almost time to get the next one in. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the advent calendar box is just around the corner. So if you're listening, mate, that's what you can get me for Christmas. Or if you're listening, Tiny Rebel. <laughs> if you're <laughs> Exactly. Pay up. We've given you enough advertising. You'd have to, you'd have to do it. You'd have to do a pod a pod a day. Mm. Who who? What sort of nutcases would do that over Christmas? Yeah, that was that was mad, wasn't it? That was mad. It, especially how lazy we are these days. We're getting guests on. We pretty much had twenty five guests back to back. All of them some form of celebrity or ex player. <laughs> it's ridiculous that we managed to pull that off. Speroni was the the jewel in the crown. No, the, the jewels jewel in, in the crown. crown. We... The jewels in the crown. Come on, very that's, good. That's what I meant. That's what I mean. Yeah, bloody hell! It's not, it's not what I meant at all. The jewel in the crown was your Santa. Let's be honest. Don't know about. Listen, <laughs> let's not, we've already we've already talked about that in recent weeks. Doc Brown didn't like it. Whatever. <laughs> I, I thought it was brilliant, um, and we need it brought back for. The Boxing Day preview. Yeah. I'm going to do like, it's going to be like, you know, Dr. Dre, there's there's the Chronic and then there's the Chronic 2001. So I've, I've probably got about another seven years before I can <laughs> dust off Santa Rap, the, the sequel. Uh, it's, I think of off air here in messages, uh, Heskiff is alluding to the fact that inexplicably me and Albert are wearing the same hoodie, and it's a fairly distinctive hoodie as well. Uh, actually, I sent a photo of what I said, which was Terence Inception, and there's a guy on TV who looks like Terence with his hair grown out a little bit, and he's going to hate me when he looks at this photo. <laughs> he's not wearing the fucking same hoodie as well, is he? Because alas, alas, he's not. Unless he's not. I'm not wearing the same hoodie as you guys, so I don't know if this is brand synergy that I've just been left out of. But he's maybe um, I should get into it. He is far more fire crotch ginger than I am, and fire crotch ginger is that one of your fancy beers? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's um, yeah, a ginger, a ginger beer, alcoholic ginger beer. You, you can find it on shelves alongside Krabby's. Um, <laughs> anyway, we, we'll share these pictures on the back of the Nest Twitter feed so you can actually see what we're talking about. <laughs> Does that make sense? Get on that, Hesky, if you have a job to do. Um, enjoy Southampton, Albert. What did you think? What did I think? I I tend to... Uh, so, what the last our last few games, what? Wolves... Leeds. Yeah, so Wolves, Everton and Southampton. Three games that I've not managed to go to and I've managed to sort of catch on TV, albeit with other things going on at the same time. The moments that I tend to sit down and watch, with the exception of the Wolves game, tends to be when we're making the other team look like fucking Barcelona. And I watched the first half... I watched most of the first half of the Southampton game and thought, yeah, we're doing all right. We're unlucky to not be in front. Got distracted, missed the goal. Didn't realise we were 1-0 up until I came back to sort of try and check in onto the second half. Um, and then, yeah, I just ha- I just happened to be 
<laughs> sitting on the sofa watching the bits where you know Guaita was keeping us in the game. Quite frankly, I say I can't say I watched the whole second half, but every time I looked up, it was like, oh fuck, we're under the cosh here. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a, a fairer reflection of the entire ninety minutes, but yeah, I, I seem to just tune in at the wrong moments and, and come away not depressed. That's the wrong word. We won. It was you know good goal and a good result, but the convincingness of the Wolves' second half has is sort of becoming a bit of a distant memory. Mm. Yeah, consistency. Vieira keeps saying it, consistency is the problem, isn't it? And trying to find that, um, searching for ways. But yeah, so Southampton definitely tweaked it at half-time um, tactically, and it took us a while to catch up, and then everything we were trying to do didn't happen. Carried threat on the counter probably should have killed the game a couple of times but yeah Vinny G certainly for not the first time this season keep us in games again where you know every time people seem to write him off he comes up with another big performance so um really lovely stuff from him um Heskiff French Frenchman nutmegging James Ward-Prowse you must have been delighted oh uh, well I was what, what's the equivalent of music to my ears music to my eyes a wonderful sight. Let's just say that. <laughs> I've, not even, I've not even had a 9% pastry Danish beer. Mm. Um, no, I think I jinxed it, though, at half-time in that Southampton game because, like Albert said, we all, we tend to have one good half. And I said at half-time, we've had our good half now. We'll be shit in the second half. Hoping that it would sort of spring us into like, no, we're over one good half. We'll just be good for the whole game. And then we weren't. So I'll take the L on that one. That was on me. Oh, no. I'm happy winning ugly, though. That's, it's, you know, we ground yeah, it true. out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was, I thought, good. it was a really good game for Luca. It was a good game for Tyrant yeah. Mitchell. Like, two players looked like they were getting back to some sort of form. Um, so, yeah, lo- lots of positives came out of it, I think. Um, in that game, Wilfred Zaha moved on to, I think, 411 appearances. Is it 441 appearances? 441? Which I think so, yeah. Third all time. And about a season and a bit behind second place. Heskiff, what do you get there? Oh... <laughs> Making me sad. I'm. Uh, let's be positive. Yes, he will. He now say what you will. really think. Oh no! Say so what do you mean? Let's be positive. Every every week you get a chance to be positive. It's the whole point of this show, and you always well, got a, smile I've away got, from it. I've got a bank it, haven't I? If I'm going to bank it and spend it on something, this is, this is your will. one. This is your one positive roll of the dice. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be like morning for the rest of my life when he leaves. So that'll be that'll be fun to listen to, wouldn't it, on the pod when Wolves goes. Mm. Well yeah, so he's also he's you know, goals wise, he probably needs that time as well to get over a hundred goals for Palace. So it feels like everything's just gonna feel that fall a bit short for him if he does decide to leave. But you know, I think there's an improved offer on the table. They're trying to make it happen, that's for sure. Come on, Wilf. I know you listen to the show. But Stay for you us. Know there's going to be there's a whole six or seven weeks of World Cup 
where agents are going to be talking to him because he's available to sign contracts in January. So mm-hmm. oh, hopefully he doesn't get his arm twisted in that time like Drogba did to him. Or if it is getting twisted, he's going to, his arm's getting twisted by the right people. Because the last time he let that happen, he ended up choosing Ivory Coast, which I don't know. I get the sense that he regrets it. Um, especially considering they've never taken him to a World Cup, which is... Well, he's never taken them to a World Cup. I don't know which way round to put it. But hey-ho, that's where we are. Arsene Wenger has been videoed this week telling Michael (laughs) (laughs) telling a youngster in Michael Elise that (laughs) he needs to score more goals. Don't worry, he's not been cancelled. He's not been cancelled, Albert. Yeah, that was all just because of a Spurs song. I don't think that was actual reality, Albert. Oh, okay. It's funny to sometimes you just end up, you know, believing what you read in the press about people. <laughs> they writing in the press about him? I don't know. Were they? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was just literally Tottenham fans singing a song. Oh, okay. So which I'll, kind I'll of I'll, become widespread? But a lawyer up. Um, <laughs> Um, but is that stating the obvious, Albert? Or do you think Michael Alise is really going to be sort of buzzing to get that kind of advice from, I suppose we can call him a legend of the game? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not wrong. I mean, it'd be great if all players could score more goals, you know, wouldn't it? We'd all reap the benefits of that. Um, another just shows the football genius that Arsene Wenger is. No, but in terms of Alise, I think he... I don't think it's necessarily goals that are, you know, him scoring more goals. Obviously, it would be great. But I think it's just more, I think it just goes back to the, the wider team thing. It's consistency. You know, I think he, there's moments where he's, you know, he, he's very, very prominent in the game and he's dragging us up the pitch and, you know, he's beating two men and getting, you know, getting into good positions. And it's, you know, a lot. sometimes it's just the final, final ball. But, Again, he's a, he's a young player who's come from Reading, come to Palace. If he was consistently consistent, he'd probably be at you know a club much bigger than ours. So, yeah, he does he does need a better better end products. But I sort of you look at look at Wilf and you know that was always what was labelled. You know, Wilf was labelled with you know no end product needs to score more goals, needs better you know final final balls you know, in decision-making. And that's, that's where Elise is. You know, he's, he's younger than Wilf. Um, he's clearly got the skills and the, you know, the footballing brain. Um, but it's essentially is, you know, second season in the Premier League. He's not, doesn't play every game. So he, he can't say he's had necessarily a full season of Premier League of football. Um, and he's young. He's a young player. So hope, you know, hopefully if he sticks around long enough, you know, over the next next season, season and a half. Yeah, hopefully we're seeing him sort of get near or around double figures um, in terms of goals. That'd be great. I think in end product-wise, he's beyond where Wilfred was at the same age, that's for sure. Um, because when Elise does get it right, is you know, it's, <laughs> keeps popping him on a plate for Edouard from that sort mm-hmm. of, you know, kind of mid-wide <laughs> free mm. kick region from halfway and a half. Um, and obviously put it on a plate for Eze at the back post as well in um, the Leeds game. So, you know, the assists, the assists are there. Um, I think the goals have come. It's definitely, you know, 
that constant one to go onto his left foot. Defenders are kind of being able to defend it a little bit better recently, so he's got to, he's got to work away around that. But um, yeah, it's only a matter of time before he's constantly cutting in on that left foot and just bending it in like Wilfer started to do on the opposite side with his right mm-hmm. in, um, mm-hmm. in recent months. But um, yeah, really impressive, and, and he's getting a better run in the team now, which is nice to see. Everyone, everyone wants his name on the team sheet, so exciting times ahead from. The absolute sublime to ridiculous then in Elise to do you guys remember Rory Ginty? I do remember Rory Ginty. What Random. colour hair did Rory Ginty have? Well, I thought he had dark hair. But now you're asking me that as he like no, you, long. No, you'd you'd be right. He did have that I see I in my head, and I, I've I've canvassed several people with this, and they all said to me they thought he was ginger as well. I remember. Found... Go, on. Go on. There was a player called Gareth Graham who was ginger. Yes, Gareth. So we had a few ginger players around that time. Yeah. Like Gareth Graham, Gareth Davies was there Gareth around Davies, that time yeah. as well. He was also ginger. Um, but and there was like kind of Culver. I don't know what he was like. Sloth from Goonies. Um, <laughs> but that was not, Linger, not... not ginger. <laughs> but, no, but anyway, so. Um, uh, why is his surname Rob Quinn Gin. who's now oh, with yeah. the youth team <clears throat> mm-hmm. posted a picture up with him he was at the academy with him the other day yeah and there he was with like salt and pepper dark hair Rory Ginty. Um yeah and I was baffled I thought he was ginger but apparently it's just me and a few people but there is a picture knocking around that looks like he's ginger but it might not be Rory Ginty. I think it might be a mistagged picture of him on Google which comes up very high up in the search but there you go. Back in the next preview podcast where we talk about players who made four appearances. <laughs> is, is, this, is this a segue into the quiz of what what hair colour? <laughs> no, but it is time for the quiz. I can't even remember how that jingle went. <laughs> and in honour of us playing... West Ham this week. I've got to change the format. I can't really come up with anything. It's it's loosely connected to the rate of inflation. For some reason on Wikipedia, <laughs> when you look at look up jelly deals, oh god, it randomly quotes in 1995 there were 87 jelly deals and pie and mash shops left. Don't know why says there used to be hundreds then it randomly says in 1995 there was 87 and then it says 87 now, pie and mash shops yes what a time to be alive oh, the dream now exactly 10 players have scored more see there's your rate of inflation link 10 players have scored more than 87 goals for palace oh fucking hell and you got a You've got a name them for me. Uh, whose turns to go first? And this is the mm, decider, remember. I, th- I, I think it's remember. yours, Albert, isn't it? Is it? I think so. All right. I'll take that. So, any of the top 10, go. Dougie Freeman. Correct. Clayton Morrison. Okay. S- Dougie Freeman, get how many goals? If you can get nailed in the amount of goals, I'll give you a bonus point. Oh, Christ. Uh, 
106. Oh, very close. 108. Oh, I knew I was going to stay 108. <laughs> uh, Heskiff, you said Clint, Clint Morrison. Uh, 113. Oh, he's got the bonus point. 2-1. She. What's why I've now not got a name? Another, uh... Yeah, another one in the top 10. What are we saying? 87 goals. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. AJ? Oh, no. Uh-uh. AJ squad 85. He has placed 11. Oh, man. That's harsh. Okay. Uh, do I get a bonus point if I say he scored 85? <laughs> Heskiff, um, go. Uh, Ian Wright, 115. Ian Wright is correct, obviously. Third on the list, 117, though. 3 1 to Heskiff. Albert. I mean, I can't believe you're struggling already. Me either. Wilf? Correct. Tenth place. How many goals? Mm. Late 80s or low 90s? 91? 88. 3 2. Okay. Heskiff. Uh, Mark Bright. Yep. 112. No, same as Clinton Morrison. 113. Ah. I knew it was close to it. 4-2. Albert. How many left? Um, there would be two left. Well, four left in total. Two guesses left each. Well, I know it's not Calvin Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, karate kicks to the face. Um, he would be top of the list. <laughs> uh, well, uh, one for a bonus point, please. <laughs> um Two left. Um, well, there's four. There's four people left. Oh, hang on. So, one, two, three. Yeah. No, am I right? There should be six left. Yeah, six left. Sorry. Fuck. Five. Five left. <laughs> Just because you gave me AJ, you threw me off. There's five left. There's five and left. They are all more old timers now. Old. Come on, get on with it because I've got another guest coming. Don Rogers? No, Don Rogers didn't score many for Palace at all. Um, Can I guess? Yes. Peter Simpson? Well, obviously, number one. It's 129. Oh, Way more. 169. 149. 165 in 195 165. games. In 195 games. I still Fuck. get the one point. That's Harland. That's Harland levels. Yeah. Okay. So <coughs> I think I think the game's over in terms of unless you come unless you pull stuff out of your ass, Albert. Oh, no one wants to see that. <laughs> that's, that's why we're recording so late. There's four <laughs> <laughs> after the watershed. Uh four left. Um one played between 1911 and 1920. One played between... I wonder he 19... scored loads of goals. Fucking hell. One, one, okay, this guy 
is played between 1925 and 1933. And he has the same name as someone who presents uh, sort of TV shows about homes. Dion Dublin. (laughs) Yeah, Dion Dion Dublin was huge in 1927. Uh, I don't watch daytime TV. It's not daytime. He does evening shows about homes. Beautiful home. Uh, no, I'm barking up no. the wrong tree here. It's I, I just assumed like everyone else, you know, your wife gets some TV shows that she wants to watch and you kind of chip in. George Clark. Oh, that is, is mm, I've got a name. Go on. By Johnny Byrne. Johnny Byrne is in there. Is he on there? I feel like he's gone quite a lot. Number eight. Uh, just, Googled, just Googled that one, hasn't he? 101 just goals. It. Just fucking Googled it. Johnny Burns scored it. goals everywhere he went. He also played for West Ham? Yes, yeah, that's why he, is, he popped yeah. into my head. And yes, it says, it, it says it on his Wikipedia, doesn't it, Heskiff? <laughs> balls. And then just to finish off the list, in second place is Ted Smith, who scored 124. Yeah, t- yeah t- of course. I was saving that one. I'll, um, I'll Teddy Ed, Smith. Edwin, it was actually his first name. Ted was. Oh yeah, I'm like, yeah. If you let me fucking get a word in, I was going to say that. And Albert Dawes is the. How did you not list. get that one? Albert Dawes is the player on the list with the fewest appearances: 156 appearances, 92 goals. Some some return rate there as well. Sign him up. So across the five quizzes, I think Heskiff takes it three two. If there's no jingle, no jingle, no quiz. No, <laughs> it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> no jingle, it doesn't count. No party. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Remember our ex-producer of this show, Billiam? Vaguely. Vaguely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, here I wanted to put in the the clip of his Colgate advert voiceover, but as I say, I have no soundbar, so I can't do it. (laughs) But I'll give this as an overarching win of the quiz if you can actually nail it. He's just got another voiceover gig for a TV advert. We don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. He won't tell us. He's just saying we've got to spot it on TV when it happens. So if you can correctly guess what he's voicing over, I will give you the quiz win next week. Are we guessing now? Yeah, you're guessing now. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Mr. Muscle. <laughs> That's what I reckon. Some it'll say uh, something about getting rid of the grime or grout. <laughs> Clean out your grout. That's what it'll be. <laughs> wow, is that for the bonus point? Are you coming <laughs> yeah. up with the fucking scripts for the bonus point? Little do you know that I commissioned this advert. I'm gonna yeah. In a, <laughs> Desperate, for, desperate to win the quiz. Uh, I'll go. It's don't have to be that specific. I was going to say it'd be some sort of DFS sofa type 
advert. Nothing to pay. Not percent finance. All that shit. Okay. Cool. What's your, I'm, I'm, what's your best, Terrence? I mean, if I come in and win the quiz with this victory, um, it'll be amazing. I'm thinking along the lines of some kids' toys for Christmas. That's what I'm going with. Mm. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. Yeah, it's a good shout. Mm. And it sort of come from, do you remember, did you remember hearing that one where he actually did kids' toys? He's talking about a racing car of some kind or like some stunt car and it's full of alliteration and it's just impossible to say, but he's very like... Not for the pros, mate. He's posh suburban. um, I don't know. I don't know what his accent is. It like really of... goes against the sort of punk band ethos that, that he's in as well, doesn't it? Yeah. If they, like, you know, is Kerrang! magazine still a thing? If his band ever gets featured in there, as soon as the writer hears him speak, he's going to be like... Out. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll probably be Dave Ling, the, Palace, the famous Palace fan, who um, music journalist who would be interviewing him. It, 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 one sentence, it'd just walk, get up and walk out. Yeah. right <laughs> let me go back to my note list of um what nonsense can we talk about before we actually talk about football oh no we're actually on to west ham now so oh that's so cpfc jingle <laughs> um you know, fu- you know, you know, you now have to make that the, the jingle. <laughs> yeah. clip it. Come back and clip that bit out and take that, Billiam. <laughs> Fucking what have you got, bruv? Um, so, yeah, had the stats through. I- I've got one of my own first. Lanzini, 22% of his goals in the Premier League are against us. Oh, dear. <laughs> he-, he does. Do you know what? He looks like DR as well. Does, does it sounded like you said ODR. That's a joke there, Albert. Oh, I see. He, he does look like DR. And that's why I hate him. Um, okay, Palace have thrice. Yes, it is a perfectly good word, he informs me. Played at West Ham in November, scoring four times. But we've only scored one of those goals, which is Mike Elwes in 78. The others have been... One was an own goal by Billy Bonds. And then in 1997, we scored twice. But what happened? The floodlights went out. Mm. Neil Shipley scored twice to put us 2-0 up. They pulled it back to 2-2. And just as Lampard's goal struck the back of the net. Who pulled it back? (laughs) Out went the floodlights. And um, the newspapers a week later were awash with betting scandals from the Middle East or something, wasn't it? It was like ridiculous. Yeah. But there you go. Um, West Ham have only one of two clubs that Palace have played on a neutral ground and had a game abandoned. <laughs> How's that for a stat? The other club is Blackpool. I remember so the game. The game, the, the, the game that was played on the neutral ground no. got abandoned. No, a game has been abandoned and we've met oh, on see. a neutral pitch. Yeah. The neutral pitch being Cardiff? Uh, yes, that would be for West Ham. For Blackpool, I don't know. I'm assuming back in the day. Back in it's the day, that. neutral ground. 
Palace played West Ham in the 13th league game of the season two years ago. Drew one all. That was when Ben Teke was inexplicably sent off by that referee who just had something in for him. Joke. Ridiculous, that was. Was that, the Andy not... Ca- was that the Andy Carroll wonder no. goal? No, that was no. the other wonder goal. <laughs> um, the one who, the guy who then went off and scored about a million goals in the Champions League, Sebastian Haller. Ah, yeah, uh, yes. Well, it's, it's been mad for him. He went, broke all sorts of records in the Champions League for Ajax, goal scoring records, and then um, went to Dortmund. And then he's, but I think he's since got prostate cancer. I'm, I yeah, feel like I'm not just making all this up. Yeah, um, is that is Dortmund right? Uh, is yeah, Dortmund? Dortmund. Yeah, yeah. So went to Dortmund, and then it, I don't even think he even played a game for him, and then got diagnosed with prostate cancer. So um, fingers crossed for his recovery. Um, Palace have only lost twice at West Ham since promotion to the Premier League this time around with three wins and four draws. So we're actually hmm. three, three games there in a row without defeat. So uh... That's going to change. <laughs> Bad news is Palace have won away on November the 6th, just once in our entire history. <laughs> the good news, it was in East London against Clapham Orient <laughs> in oh, 1937. Yeah. <laughs> Clapham Orient. That sounds like a pro Evo team. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, do what else we got here? It's the first time I've ever played on a Sunday, which baffles me because I would have said that we've played them on Sunday loads of times, but it's probably Saturdays at five thirty and stuff like that on Monday nights. But yeah, first time ever on a Sunday, unless you want to count Alan Devonshire's testimonial. At Upton Park in which we don't, which we so, don't. I never count that. No, refuse to acknowledge it. Well, there was no jingle before or after that game, so it's not valid. <laughs> well, hopefully, um, we can take them to church on Sunday and school them. Heskiff, yes, ease us in. How are you feeling about the game? I'm not feeling great. I did do I did do a little bit of research before we started, and by research I mean I googled the Premier League table. Um, they're, they're not doing. I mean, I knew they weren't doing great, but I, they're doing pretty pretty average because they spent a decent amount of money, haven't they? Um, and they're playing. I think they're playing in Europe on as we record tomorrow. So. I'm hoping that that has sort of plays into our hands a little bit. But I think a lot, I mean, our away form has just not been great. We talked about it before we started recording, but in the league, we've only scored three, uh, three away goals this season. Somehow those were against Man City and Liverpool away. Um, so that that's something that we definitely need to get a handle on. Um, because, you know, I, I don't want to see another repeat of of that Everton game. Um, quite a long way. Look, listen, spoiler. I think we're going to lose. But <laughs> I, I always like. I always think West Ham away is a really is a really tough game, and that's because I remember Andy Carroll scoring a worldie against us and beating us, and 
think Hennessy racing out of goal and missing the ball completely at one point. But then you tell me that our record's actually all right. So what do I know? Yeah, it's been there's been a few draws. Obviously, we had the we get the two two there last season. Yeah, it's a Connor Connor Gallagher. Um, should have won it at the end as well with Gay putting his free header over the bar. Mm. Um, and then I think the year before that was a draw, or maybe the year before that was IU. That was that that game, the one where IU got the VAR winner right at the end. Did was give that actually me... before COVID? It was, yeah. Yeah. And it did give us the tweet or the the video of the guy getting his birthday cake as VAR <laughs> confirmed that we'd scored, which is one of my it's legit one of my favourite like tweets of all time. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, so I'd t- I'd uh, absolutely take that again. Yeah. And it's just the the fact that the guy who's getting the cake as well just looks someone who's been plucked straight out of the only way's Essex T V show as well. It's just so good. So, so good. Oh, come on. It's only a game, someone says in the background. Like the, yeah, like the, the, the last thing you want to hear. The minuscule <laughs> shake of the head, like the yeah. closing his eyes and just... Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you, you couldn't have got Leonardo DiCaprio in to play it better. Do you know what I mean? It was so just unbelievable. Maybe just for Albert's sake, Tom Cruise could have played it better, but... Um... Probably. <laughs> Probably. He wouldn't have um, actually you wouldn't have been able to see him above the cake they were holding up. So Leave it, leave it. <laughs> um but yeah, as you, so home and away form is vastly different. Um Hesky, if you said you were gonna dig out stats on Vieira's away record yeah. as palace manager. I did say that. <laughs> Didn't say you do it for the show, though. Um, no, I, I've read that they're pretty bad. Let's uh, let's say that whilst I hastily just, now um, actually Google. Viera um, treating away games like he did with Roy Keane, just just with disdain. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't care for him. <laughs> well, there, uh, did, but... there was there was a thing in the Athletic today that that Matt Woosnam wrote about sort of what Palace is sort of failings are still in terms of getting goals, especially away, and what the potential solutions are. And a lot of it's like, you know, we try and play an extra pass rather than taking a shot. Um, and we try and score the perfect goal. And I think certainly in some of the games away this year, we we have been... It just seems like our mentality is different to how it is at Selhurst. And I don't know what the reason for that is really, but it and we say it every week, you know, we need to start well, we need to start well. But I think, especially at West Ham away, if you do start well, their fans, you know, one of those groups that do get on the back of their own team. Whereas, you know, like you saw at Everton, if Ever- when Everton scored after 10 minutes, it was sort of all over already, really. And I'm a little bit worried about that. Mm. I don't like... For me, it's, it, this kind of reminds me of when we were under Pardew and we were just battering teams left and right away from home, but then couldn't get anything at home. And Pardew actually tried to jockey two kind of styles of football where at at home he tried to like actually, you know, play a more possession-based game and attack teams. But away from home, it was more of a low block and hit on the counter, which obviously with players like Balassi and Zaha, it's well suited to. And it feels like, it feels a bit amiss that we're not doing that with 
the team we have now because we have Zaha, we have Elise, we have Ayu, we have all this pace on the counter, um, which we're not really... I say that it's just not really working. You know, you look at Liverpool where it did work, um, but we obviously had to see out a bit of a, a Liverpool onslaught at times in that game. Um, really, those are the sort of goals we can score with the players we've got. But then at Leicester, we're trying to play a game where we're keeping the ball a bit more and Leicester, you know, much more high intensity press all over us and really putting us under pressure. And we just failed to make it work and didn't adjust and things like that. So there's definitely something in the style. We're trying. I don't think we're trying to change our style too much away from home where probably we should is, I guess, what I'm trying to get at. But... Yeah, I think the 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 difference that the sort of the low block hitting on the counter um, that we were we saw a bit more last season. You know, I'm, I'm sort of the one the one performance and the one goal that stands out is the the uh, Conor Gallagher goal at um, uh, City. You know, and I think that's I think not that I'm sitting here pining for Conor Gallagher, but you, you look at our midfield options and. You know, we, we, we've got players that are more than capable of hitting on the break in terms of getting the ball up the pitch, whether that's Zaha or Elise or Ayu. You know, we, we can we can definitely make, you know, make the 40, 50 yards up the pitch with the ball. But I think where we're struggling at the moment is that we haven't got that extra man, that extra man of quality that appears in the box. You know, Edouard, obviously, you know, a, a decent striker in the box, but the the, mid, the midfield three that we, we, we've sort of got to choose from at the moment, you know, one of them isn't Conor Gallagher, who was just great at appearing in the box at the right time and and getting involved in those sort of counter attacks. You know, Decore is obviously doing a lot of work box to box, but is ultimately there to kind of break up play and set set plays underway. You know, Jeffrey Schlupp's got pace, but I don't think he's quite got the sort of the intelligence and the the finishing of a Conor Gallagher. And you know the other. The other options in the middle, you know, Eze is fantastic, but again, we—he's often the one carrying the ball up the pitch. So I do, I do feel we're we're almost missing a man of a certain style to to play that way. So I can I can see why it's not necessarily happening for us at the moment. Yeah, I'm wondering and hoping that off the back of his performance on the weekend, this is where we can actually get Luca Decore and Eze in the same midfield because for whatever reason, it's not going to be Hughes. And if you can just have Lucas sitting and then perhaps try and decore more in that box to box, giving him a bit more freedom for that box to box. He's been, you know, you get the feeling that he wants to be that sort of player, but he's having to be a lot more disciplined because of the shape and makeup of our midfield, usually being Schlupp and Eze and more attack minded players. So, yeah, but I, I could see that happening this weekend, um, you know. I, I really do feel for Luca because it's it's a mental thing. I don't I don't think he's still his body's not old enough to have fallen off in the way he has. It's it's, it's not going to be anything physical. It's definitely mental. What's been going on with him? So if he clears that away and he can come, become rediscover the form of three four years ago or whatever when he first signed for Palace, then you know he'll be like a new signing in that sense. I hate saying that sort of thing, but yeah, like a new signing in that sense. But there's no doubt that in January it's got to be the number one on the list is to get get a central midfielder in. Yes, maybe we need more backup of fullbacks. Maybe we need another striker as well. But first and foremost, I think we need another midfielder. 
and stop passing off that Riedewald counts as depth or that, you know, Schlupp is a central midfielder or James MacArthur is ever going to make a comeback. Last time James MacArthur was out for this long, he come back weighing about four stone heavier and it took him it took him about four months to actually get back to anywhere near his old self. So um, we certainly need someone in there go. Yeah, we, we definitely do. And I think, you know, you said, you mentioned earlier about teams able to talk to Wilf during this World Cup break. Like we should be doing everything we can not only with wealth, but like to get in a central midfielder, talk to whoever we want to talk to, get it done as early as possible in January so that we avoid this cycle, which I'm sure we've talked about before, of like not signing anyone in January and then people saying, oh, it's because, you know, you have to pay extra money. Let's get him in the summer. And then we don't get him in the summer and it's that sort of cycle going over and over. And we've got like two months now of there's no, there's no football other than apparently this weird little mini tournament in Turkey that we're playing in. Um, but there's there's no football. So we had targets in the summer by all accounts. If, you know, I hope we've been continuing to work on those. But if not, then, you know, ramp it up because it's clear. We all knew it in the summer that this was going to be the area that we'd struggle in if we didn't replace Connor. And it's shown to be the case. And like you say, it's all right to bring the odd player in here and there, you know, bring Jaro in for a game, whatever, slip in for a game. But they're not the answer and they never were going to be the answer. So, yeah, I think we, it, it's a massive priority and I'd be really disappointed if we don't get them in in January. Well, I mean, I would say that I would argue that Will Hughes could do the role more than competently enough. Um, but it's, I think it's clear at this point that Vieira is not that into him. Um for whatever reasons those are, probably something to do with his size as well. Um, not kind of the physically imposing midfielder you probably want in the Premier League these days. But um, yeah, I just look back, it's a shame that we couldn't make Anguisa happen with the guy who's at Fulham who's now at Napoli. Who I'm sure he's delighted that we couldn't make it happen now that he's top of the league in Serie A and <laughs> playing week in, week out for Napoli in the Champions League. But um, yeah, someone like that, you know, would would be great. Someone, a ball carrier who can also tackle and so on. You know, a la Conor Gallagher, basically, something like that. But mm, Big business, though. Hard window to get stuff done. You know, there'll be people you know, spot anyone at the World Cup, their price goes up. Um, it's all, all sorts of problems. So, can see us going back to the championship, maybe having a look around there. Um, uh, Josh Brownhill from Burnley, for example, has been doing really, really well this season. Good player. He is in that sort of box-to-box mould that we want. Can get around the pitch, can tackle, can pass, can can score and assist. So, I don't know. There's players out there, but I'm sure he's got his eyes on someone. And if he can pluck the core out of obscurity or relative obscurity, hopefully there's someone else we can. He's got some more gems up their sleeves like that. Um, okay. We're running long. Let's do predictions. I'm really sad um, we didn't do a show last week, so I was going to predict 1-0 Edouard against Southampton. But... Of course you were. <laughs> Albert, you can go. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I think they're sort of... West Ham, have, they started off badly this season. They seem to have sort of levelled out a little bit. They're, they've spent money. They're clearly a team that's done that thing of 
they've tried to bolster their numbers but still struggling with you know Europe to take into consideration so I think we're gonna it's gonna be a relatively dull 1-1 draw okay respect the point respect the point though bruv yeah I'd absolutely take a point at this stage um but I reckon we'll lose 2-1 okay um that's positive though because that means we've scored okay Right, I'll just forward my um, bring forward my prediction. I'll say one 0 Edouard again. Edouard already scores in London, apparently. So you see that stat? Like, was it nine of his all of his Palace goals? All of his nine Premier League goals for Palace have come in London. So there you go. He's gonna he's gonna tuck one in between the legs of Fabianski. Is he still there? Yeah, I think so. He is still there. Yeah, hopefully he'll um, nutmeg Dawson on the way to scoring that goal as well. That'll be some double. James Ward-Prowse followed by <laughs> Craig Dawson in back-to-back weeks. Okay, so there you have it. Um, next week is the last podcast before the World Cup. It is, but we is are crazy. playing the Cup game on Wednesday against Newcastle. Yes, so we won't be doing a preview for that. We'll do a joint review and preview for Forest on Thursday next week. Yes. We, I say confidently without without looking at Kanda. Oh, it's the only day in my calendar next week that doesn't have a dot on it. So that's good news. I, I have absolutely no life whatsoever, so I'm free. Not out seeing French rappers wearing Liverpool shirts this week. Ugh. No. Did that ruin? Belgium. Did that ruin you for him? Oh, he's Belgian. What was his name? He is Belgian. Romeo Elvis. His name is. He was very good, but but the shirt he, ruined it. Yeah, the shirt came off pretty quickly, um, which is fine. I support him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Thursday next week for recordings, that will be ready for you guys on Friday, and then um, yeah, cool. It was, it was weird. It set us on the weekend. Everyone was saying Merry Christmas to each other when we were leaving. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> uh, when we were back for Boxing Day against Fulham, mm-hmm. hopefully ce- celebrating an England World Cup win. I mean, I highly doubt it, but there you go. Mate. How strong was that beer? <laughs> <laughs> this is... This is getting poured down the sink. I've got half oh, of it left. No. I can't finish it. We'll clear the drains out so you know every cloud <laughs> indeed so thanks everyone for listening look out for the match report this weekend and of course as always head over to youtube.com forward slash back of the nest to opposition previews just a sort of weekly roundup everything that's going on over there and uh, we'll be back next Friday reviewing Newcastle and previewing Nottingham Forest until then up the palace It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.